Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. It's 134 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer with the Oilers uh, in Pittsburgh, where they'll take on the Penguins tomorrow. Royal Pizza is still making a great multiple locations in Edmonton to serve you, including the original Royal Pizza in Old Strathcona. Royal Pizza has been Edmonton-owned and operated for 50 years, now has 14-plus locations. Royal Pizza, where the Stoffer recommendation is the Mediterranean chicken. Without further ado, pleased to be joined on the line by a Pittsburgh Penguins legend. At least that's what I found out when uh, I filled in for Rod Phillips back in the 2000s in 809 season and they had a moment for Rob Brown when Rob was in the press box doing color that night. Rob, how are you? I'm doing very good, Bob. I see you're in my old stomping ground. I miss that place a lot. Maybe you could just explain, like, and it's totally been re-sort of modeled since you uh, first came here in the late 80s. I mean, you can look out. I'm about, I'd say, three-quarters of a mile away from PNC Park. Of course, they got Heinz Field. It, but it's the downtown is, is it's because Pittsburgh had a really nasty reputation in the late 70s, early 80s. And it's a really cool city now. But uh, I know you love playing here. Why was that? Um, the way you were treated. Uh, the, the people of Pittsburgh are incredible. Fun, big sports fans, obviously. Steelers are number one, Pirates are, excuse me, Penguins are two, and Pirates are three, but they took to their sports teams. It, it's a proud city. Um, it just, it's beautiful. You get out into the suburbs, it's absolutely gorgeous. All these rolling hills and pretty, and then they've redone the downtown. And because of their love of sports, I mean, all the different, all three teams got brand new stadiums. And just as we saw here in Edmonton, a new stadium downtown just reinvents the downtown. So I was there a couple of years ago doing an alumni event, and uh, the city that I loved has just gotten bigger and better. And uh, it is, they are, have been blessed with some pretty good hockey players and some pretty good hockey teams, but they also are a fan base that supported them. And that was really cool. So I, I have nothing but good things to say about my time in Pittsburgh. Well, look, they won back-to-back Stanley Cups. Sydney's won three. Malkin's been right there with them. Uh, they got style. They got panache. And we've had some great games. And we mentioned Malkin and Cros- Crosby and Malkin, you know, and I used to say, well, that's two of the maybe four or five superstars in the game. McDavid is another one. Are we at the stage now where we're talking Leon? Because in my mind, for the first month, Rob, he's been as good as anybody. But is Leon Dreisaitl now a superstar in this league? Uh, I believe so. I mean, the guy scored 50 goals last year. Only he and Alex Ovechkin did. He had 100 points, fourth in the league in scoring. And 
when everyone everyone thinks it's McDavid and Leon, and Leon benefits from playing with Connor, and he does, but Connor benefits playing from Leon. Uh, Connor's got a, a true sniper that when he gives him the puck, he knows the puck's going to go in the net. Uh, Leon, what you see from him is not just the points and the goals. And Todd, Todd or excuse me, Dave Dibbett talked about it the other day when the Oilers were down five against three. Very important part of the game. It's Leon Drysettle that sent out there to take the faceoff and to kill a five-on-three. Any important faceoff during the game, it's Leon Drysettle. All penalty-killing faceoff, it's Leon Drysettle. Last minute of the game, it's Leon Drysettle. So they, the coaching staff knows the importance uh, of Leon, and it's not just goal. It's not just assist. He is a full, complete hockey player, and that's a credit to him. Uh, just continuing to improve each and every day. So, yeah, I, to me, the best player in the National Hockey League through the first 14 games of the season has been Leon Dreisaitl. And all the accolades and all the people talking, talking about him is deserved because he's been that good. So, Rob... Uh, look, you, you came up and Mario Lemieux was sort of in the in the conversation with Wayne Gretzky. But Wayne had, he had Mark Messier who was right there with him. Uh, he also, you know, Yerry Curry, Glenn Anderson, Paul Coffey, Grant Fear, Kevin, like, you know, they had, they had the better team. Messier was that 1B to the 1A that was Gretzky. When you played with the Penguins, uh, Jagger was not on the team yet, was he? Or either uh, the first year with Jagger. Yeah, Yarmir came. His rookie season was my last year in Pittsburgh. So, okay, he, but okay. he was. He was you good, would not consider. Yeah, you would not consider yourself because you're a modest man. You scored 49 the year before. You would not consider yourself on that level of, of as as Drysital was in terms of being a finisher. Um, to, to McDavid with Lemieux. Lemieux was just that good, and the league was higher scoring back then. Um. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm not very self comparing myself to Leon. Uh, I, certain players understand how to play with certain players, and I was very fortunate. I read the game the same way as Mario. Uh, I I benefited from playing with Mario, but I I was I could read what he wanted. I knew where he wanted me to be. I could be in the right place at the right time. But yeah, Wayne had in in Edmonton. Wayne had more to work with than Mario did in Pittsburgh. Uh, Mario eventually. Craig Patrick put together championship teams, but for a long time, the difference between Wayne and Mario is Wayne made everyone else around him better. Mario didn't need a lot of other guys around because he was individually, uh, physically superior to Wayne. I mean, he was a guy. He was six foot five, two hundred and thirty pounds. They carried guys up and down the ice. There's no better player that ever played on breakaways than Mario Lemieux. So there were things that he could do that set him apart. But yeah, Mario had to do a lot of it by himself, especially early in his career. Do you think Mario Lemieux is the best one-on-one player to ever play in the NHL? Yes. I don't even think there's a comparison. There you go. Yeah. Um, So tell me, how much did Mario look forward to playing the Oilers back in the day when you were his teammate? Uh, I mean, he's like all great players. They, They enjoyed the challenge. They, they wanted to play against the best. I mean, you ask anyone in, in, in any sport that is near the top of the, the, the field in that sport, they want to test themselves against the best. They want to go into that game, and they want to leave that game with the respect of the player that's playing against them. And Mario was no different. When he went against Edmonton, he wanted to show and gain the respect 
of the other players saying, oh, God, yeah, we got Gretzkitt. That guy is good. I mean, I've, I've interviewed Wayne a few times. I've been where he's talked about it. Wayne Gretzky got excited when he played against Mary Lemieux, when he played against Guy Lafleur, when he played against the greats in the world. That's, that just separates them from everyone else because they want to prove that they're better than the guy they're playing against, and they want the respect from that player. So that's why this game is so exciting tomorrow between Pittsburgh and Edmonton. Edmonton, or Pittsburgh's got two of the best players that have played in the last 10 years in Malkin and Crosby. The Oilers right now probably have the two best players that are playing in the National Hockey League in McDavid and Dreisaitl. So I, I you guarantee like, every time the Oilers play, Dreisaitl, or Connor has a great game, yet somehow Sydney's team seems to pull the game out and win it. So there, there's that cat and mouse and there's that competition and the, the inner drive that those players have that is different than any other players in the National Hockey Rob Brown joining us from the Oilers Radio Network, a Pittsburgh Penguins legend, <laughs> Gene Ubriaco's favorite player. Rob, let me ask you this. How good are the Oilers? Um, the Oilers the Oilers are good. The Oilers are competitive. But there are warts to their game. When the Oilers get good goaltending, they're in any game. Uh, but right now, they, I think it's not sustainable to expect your top two players to be in on 55 or 60 percent of the goals and continue to win they do need other players to step up but the thing is they have got good goaltending and they do have the two best players in the league and especially the team this year has been much better that gives them a playoff opportunity if they get other players contributing players that were expected to like the grandlands and the Cheyennes and the carriage if those guys start contributing well now you, all of a sudden you can look at the division title but until they do i think they're a team that can beat you on any, any given night but they're also a team that many teams around the national hockey league are devising pl- ways to beat connor and leon because right now the others have not proved that they can win a game with connor and leon not being outstanding Rob, uh, we talked a bit about Ethan Bear earlier in the first hour of the show. I put a tweet out yesterday. Uh, the Nashville Predators had two half seasons with Ryan Ellis, then a full year. And after that full year, they signed him to a five-year deal, a very proactive deal, $2.5 million. You know, Bear got in 18 games a couple of years ago, was banged up last year. If he, I mean, it's ridiculous. I'm going to tell you right now, I don't think Ryan Ellis ever played in the top pairing in Nashville because that's how good their defense was, not in his first full season. Ethan Bear has done that. Do you think the owners should be proactive at the end of the year and contemplate signing a longer deal to get the price point down on this guy, like commit to him? Uh, well, it, it does kind of make sense. Uh, he's good. Like he is good, he, he he makes smart decisions with the puck. He 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 moves well. He's got a, a confidence, not an arrogance, but a confidence. The plays that he makes on the ice are just smart, little heady plays, uh, and that is because he was allowed to develop and find his game, and never being pushed into a position where you know he could lose confidence in himself. So that's good on the Oilers of allowing him to to grow as a player. Uh, it's funny. And I've been there. An injury allowed him to be up the player he is right now. Larson doesn't get hurt. Yep. He's not playing top pairing minutes. But he got that opportunity and he ran with it. Uh, in all honesty, there, he can do things that Larson can't. And Larson's the guy that's supposed to be in that spot. But he can move the puck. He can jump up in the play. Uh, he, he's, he has found his way into the National Hockey League and he's not going to find his way out of it. So 
So what the others do, I have no idea. I don't follow contracts. But he's a guy that you want signed long-term because he is the type of player, the type of defenseman that you need in the National Hockey League nowadays. He's the type of defenseman that you need on a team that has Connor, that has Leon, that has Nugent Hopkins, a guy that can get them the puck quickly and can jump up in the play. And the one thing that he has that uh, you don't have out of a nurse and you don't have out of a cleft bomb, he's a right-handed shot. And the Oilers have been desperate for a right-handed shot. When you got lefties that are as skilled as the top three forwards for the Edmonton Oilers, you want a right-handed defenseman because he comes late and you can find him with one-timers. All right, one final one for you. Total of different train of thought here, Rob. Uh, we were talking a bit. Uh, we had Eddie Shack on yesterday. It was involved in a couple ugly stick swinging incidents, and Speck and me were, you know, Speck was saying, "Well, there hasn't been a lot over the last several years." But when you played in the Western League, there was one, and one of our texters on the Ashley Fine Floors text line has referenced that, and it involved Brian Wells and Mark Tenorti. Do you remember? Uh, you were in Kamloops at that time, but do you remember ever? Do you ever see video of it or? Do you remember hearing the story of it? Oh, I've heard the stories of it, and both those guys were scary to play against in the Western Hockey League. It's, yeah, it's, it's a different league now than it was back then. I mean, do you, remember, you probably remember the time it was, who was the guy? Was it Dave Brown that cross-checked Stance from across the face in the, for the New York Rangers? He had it come, come on. <laughs> oh, Rob, yeah, he had it right. coming to him. <laughs> you're right, but those are the things that you could say back then. You could say, you know what, after game, well, Stance had it coming. He, like, he had a mouth on him. But he went and cross-checked him across the face. Nowadays, that's 25 to 30 games. It is a completely different league. It's better. It's safer. And the stars are allowed to be the stars more so than back then. You never wanted to get a five-goal lead in a game ever. Because you knew if you got a five-goal lead, then all of a sudden it was hack and whack the remainder of the game. So, no, the world, the game is much better now. It's much safer now. Uh, and by the way, Brownie got a 20-game suspension for that, and I was joking about the fact that he had it coming to him. Rob, great <laughs> stuff. We'll talk tomorrow, okay, my man? Sounds good stuff. Take care. You bet. 147 in Edmonton. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And we're going to take a quick timeout, come back with uh, Brennan Escott in conversation with Oil Kings defenseman Matthew Robertson. Hi, this is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. This is going to be a real cool list in Oilers history for New West Travel. Join Oilers now to two great road trips, Chicago and Florida in the second half of the city. Both packages include game tickets. Call New West Travel or go online at newwesttravel.com. We're going to go back to 1971. Here's Brendan Escott. 
Yeah, Bob, on this day, the Oilers franchise founded by Wild Bill Hunter and Dr. Charles Allard is one of 12 founding franchises in the World Hockey Association. They were named the Alberta Oilers after the proposed team in Calgary, the Broncos, ended up in Cleveland, and then the team commenced play in 1972. Yeah, so Charles Allard, uh, prominent uh, Edmonton-based uh, media mogul, and uh, family still extended throughout uh, the province uh, to this uh, day with huge ties, uh, massive tracts of land all across the city. And while Bill Hunter and Chuck Allard helped bring the Edmonton Oilers to the WHA. All right, the Edmonton Oil Kings are in action tonight against Colin Priestner, Saskatoon Blades. Here's Oil Kings defenseman Matt Robertson with Brendan. Brendan, how did this conversation start? Well, Bob, we started by asking him just to give his thoughts on how this great start to the season has, uh, has been accomplished. I mean, everything's going good. I mean, our team's doing really good right now. I think we're, I think we're first in the league right now, which is really good, but... I mean, we can't be satisfied with where we're at. And I think it's all uphill if we just keep working the way we are and keep following our systems. So take me back to draft day of this year. You go 49th overall to the New York Rangers. Uh, just what was that process like, and, and where were you when you found out? What did it feel like? Um, yeah, so me and my family went down to the draft in Vancouver. And, I mean, it was pretty nerve-wracking, to be honest. But once my name got called, I mean, there's a big, big relief, and, pure excitement and joy i mean there's a big day for me and my family and i mean it's yeah i was just speechless and just pure excitement it's a really good day and really exciting for me and yeah it's something i'll look back and remember for the rest of my life and there's no doubt that you would have been happy going wherever but you get to go to an original six franchise the biggest city in north america i mean there's there's a couple added bonuses when a team like the rangers picks you right oh yeah for sure and i mean they're kind of in a rebuilding station right now as well, which is even a bonus. But, I mean, it's pretty cool just going to an original six team, and there's a lot of uphill with them. And you spent a long time at their training camp, so just talk to me about that whole experience, what you learned, and, and if there was anybody that really kind of took you under their wing. Um, it was my first training camp, and, I mean, I didn't really, going in, I didn't really know what to expect, and I was just going in with... Uh, open arms and just open mind and not sure, really sure what to expect but once I got there is a pretty high level com- competitive camp and I think I learned a lot just about myself and about my game and so there's a lot of people that kind of helped me out especially the veterans just helped me go through the process and just kind of helped me out and let me know what to expect I mean it was a really good camp and I thought I competed hard and I thought I got better as a, as a player and even as a person as well. What aspects of that game make it so apparent to you how much higher of a level of hockey that is is it the speed the consistency the size of the guys i think all those play a factor in it i think just just how they're able to make plays on every every play i mean it's not as choppy as junior and i there's obviously faster and bigger guys but i think just some being able to make plays under under pressure is just the biggest difference i find and you got the uh, the entry-level contract out of the way in year one as well, so you had to be pretty satisfied to get that taken care of and know that you're going to be a serious part of their future plans. Yeah, that was pretty cool just to get that over with. And, I mean, it's a dream come true. Something you dream of as a kid is signing your first NHL contract and having that, having that, having being able to actually 
put pen to paper it was a dream come true and i'm really excited chatting with edmonton oil kings defenseman matthew robertson on the river Cree resort casino hotline uh, matthew what uh, what kind of things did you learn about the off-ice aspect of being a hockey player just by being around the nhl caliber guys uh, I learned that it's a full-time job. I mean, guy, once you get off the ice, I mean, guys are just treating their bodies like temples. Guys are feeding themselves just almost perfectly with their nutrition, taking that into a big account, and also just the off-ice workouts. I mean, every day, if there wasn't a game day there, you'd be working out for at least an hour every day, and just there would be pretty hard workouts. And then also guys would even do extra, and I think I learned a lot from that, just what it takes to make the NHL and also just to stay there as well. And now you've mentioned this is year three uh, with the Oil Kings and your second wearing wearing a letter on your chest. Um, how have you been able to translate some of what you've learned at the NHL level into a leadership role for some of your younger players back here in Edmonton? Yeah, for sure. I think a big part for me is just leading by example. I'm not the most vocal guy, but at the same time I'll speak up when, when necessary. But for me, it's just leading by example, helping the younger guys out. A couple more questions for Oil Kings defenseman Matthew Robertson here on the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline. Uh, just in terms of what you bring as a hockey player, as you continue to mature and grow, what kind of things are you working on in order to take that next step to Hartford and then eventually to the NHL? Yeah, for me, I'm a I'm a bigger bigger kid. I'm six three, and I'm more of a two-way defenseman. I like jumping up in the rush, helping out a little bit of offense, but also playing against other teams' best players. And one of the things I'm trying to work on right now is just being more harder to play against, and a little more physical, and getting into guys quicker. I'm going to ask you a weird one to finish up here. I uh, had the pleasure of calling Nate Ukes hockey games a couple seasons ago there, and of course your big brother Tyler, who. Uh, footsteps you're really following in as an oil king and uh, what has he meant for your development it's got to be easier when you've got a high caliber player like himself uh, as somewhat of a role model for you right there in the household growing up yeah growing up I mean he was a big part of how I became a hockey player and shaped me into who I am today I mean when we were younger we used to have an outdoor rink and we always used to go out there and compete against each other and him being five years older than me it was always always a challenge for me especially at a young age when you get that size advantage but I mean it was a really fun time and he really helped me just kind of push myself and there's always something he always kind of had that upper edge on me with the age but as I got older I thought I started winning more and more of those little one-on-one battles and yeah it's a really fun time and he helped he really helped develop me into who I am today and how I became a defenseman. Well, I was going to ask about that too because he's the forward. So, did you just because you were younger end up having to play defense in those one-on-one drills? Yeah, I did. Yeah, some people like turn into goalies. I've like from stories just having their brother to maybe want to shoot on them. But and for me, is just going defending him. All right, that's Matthew Robertson in conversation with Brendan Escott. That wraps up the Friday edition of the Oilers Now Show. Reminder, the Edmonton Oil Kings tonight against the Saskatoon Blades. The Oilers tomorrow, face-off show at 9.30 a.m., 11 o'clock puck drop. Sidney Crosby of Jenny Malkin, the Pittsburgh Penguins hosting Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, and the Edmonton Oilers. Immediately following tomorrow's game, we'll head off to Regina, where Morley and Dave will have the Eskimos encounter against the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Tonight on uh, Inside 
inside sports. What does Reed Wilkins got? Oh, he's Mr. busy. Escott. He has Jack Michaels on the show. Dave Campbell will provide an update from Saskatchewan ahead of the Eskimos game tomorrow. Uh, former Houston Oilers quarterback Gifford Nielsen and Lauren Weber from the Edmonton Seahawks blind hockey team. Well, Eileen Bell will be happy that Gifford's making an appearance on a Reed show. Uh, I am, I am, Gifford I am. Is awesome. There you go. It was also Hugh Campbell's coach uh, with the Houston Oilers back in the day. A reminder, there are, uh, so we'll have tomorrow's game for you against Pittsburgh. The Oilers got a three-game homestand uh, coming up Monday, Arizona, Wednesday, St. Louis, the reigning Stanley Cup champs, Taylor Hall in New Jersey. Tickets available at EdmontonOilers.com. Off to a news, weather, and traffic update with Eileen, followed by the 6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jayla and I. I'll join you tomorrow morning from Pittsburgh. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.